0: After these messages, will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Why? Are you in good hands?
1: And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones. And ones where people say weird shit like this. There are no prizes for making someone smile. No tributes for unlocking life's little mysteries. What? We'll talk about that in a little bit. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Avivs. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today on the show, this will be our last bite, a mini little bite of the Super Bowl apple. Yes. We...
1: A little uh, amuse bouche. I guess that's before the meal. And this before
0: I, the, the amuse bouche was the um, was the the show we did about the teasers before the Super Bowl. This then last like week the... we brought you a. A mega show, two and a half hours of us breaking down nearly every Super Bowl commercial, so which we've been getting some good feedback on, which is, is nice. Yeah. Um, you're probably, you guys won't even hear this episode for another two months as you work your way through that one, probably. <laughs> now today, we don't want to feed a fed horse, as we like to say in this house, but we um, A lot of you did have some insights on some of these commercials we talked about during the Super Bowl. Um, Things that we kind of missed that add a little context. And those are my favorite sort of uh, emails to get. So we're going to go through some of that. And then we are going to check in on the the triumphant return, you might say, Genevieve, (laughs) of the BT Dubs segment. I have been um, digitizing more, more commercials from these old VHS tapes that I found. And so I've got a couple, including one that contains that line that I played at the top of the show because I find that to be absolute malarkey. As our president might say. Oh, like, wow. what does that mean? We'll examine that coming up uh, in a little bit. First, though, let's start by hearing what you guys had to say about this year's Super Bowl commercials.
1: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words
0: saying, only the echoes of my mind. Okay, let's start with the Dunkin' Donuts Ben Affleck commercial. We got some insight on this commercial from your brother, Zachary. Do we identify him as such, or do we just say listener, Zachary, to make it seem like we have a bigger fan base?
1: I think it's nice that my brother's a fan.
0: I do too. So, Zachary sent us an article. If you will recall, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, should we just play it here? It's a quickie. It's yeah, a quickie. Let's it's a quickie. it's, it's it Ben
1: Affleck uh, at, a, at a Medford, Massachusetts Dunkin' Donuts working the drive thru window. And having what uh, the commercial would have you believe, anyway, are, you know, unscripted interactions with regular Dunkin' Donuts customers. Now, we also did hear from a listener who is from that part of Massachusetts, and she said that was one of her lo- local Dunkins, and that they it was a big deal in the town, and they shut it down. So I think it's obvious that mm. whatever, however unscripted some of these things are... It's not like it was a surprise to anybody that something was being filmed there. So I I want to get into that. But why don't you play this? It's Ben Affleck at the drive-thru in Dunkin' Donuts having just very quick interactions with people who are ranging from like sort of, you know, just sort of like non-plus that he's behind the the window to people who want selfies with him. And then finally his wife, J-Lo, arrives to give him the business. Welcome to Dunkin' and a New Special, Dunkin' Run, medium or large coffee. Get a donut for an incremental dollar. Like, how can it be this inexpensive oh. and good? I'm just going to have to just give you
0: ten munchkins. You look a little lost. One second, I'm trying to find the bagels. Do I look for money? Oh. Should I be in it or do you want I just want you. a self-portrait? What are
1: you doing here? Passing me if i Is this phones. what you do when you say you're going to work all
0: day? I, I got to go, guys.
1: Grab me a glaze.
0: There's your commercial. Yeah. still charming after all these weeks.
1: Very charming. Um, so you and I talked about this last week. We liked it a lot. We thought it was it was a great use of his Boston connections, his celebrity. Um, and I said I wondered how much of those interactions were unscripted, were like actually unscripted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is from Cinema Blend, which is reporting on a story that appeared in the Wall Street Journal. Now I don't pay the kind of I don't make the kind of money mm-hmm. that it takes. To pay for a subscription to mm-hmm. the past, you know, to the Wall Street Journal, so I cannot see that paywalled content.
0: Mm-hmm. Thankfully, someone I mean, they put all that money into the woodblock prints. The <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs>
0: Article. Those <laughs> woodblock prints are so expensive. <laughs> is, is that right? Are they woodblock prints? What kind of what kind of I, art is that's, that I mean, with... that's the style yeah, of them. I'm yeah. sure they're
1: done in a computer. Yeah. Um, and it is also a Murdoch publication. Am I? Am I? Recall oh yeah, I think it is. So yeah. I'm happy not to support them anyway. Um, so thanks to Cinema Blend for subscribing to The Wall Street Journal and reporting on it. Um, this is the headline. Ben Affleck admits some Dunkin' Donuts customers were not pleased he was serving them, and it's giving peak Boston vibes. Mm. Um, and so it, it's kind of just – uh, the article basically just recaps the, the commercial, but it does have a fun quote from Ben Affleck from this Wall Street Journal story. Um, he says – It's Boston, after all, so we had some rather coarse and agitated people who were willing to voice their displeasure in a colorful way, and I'm still lobbying to include the most interesting of those in the edgiest social spots. Mm. I would say edgiest social spots sounds like you are... In a progressive commercial about becoming your parents, <laughs> but that aside, I think that would be fun. Like, and as I mean, but I don't, but under- I'm a little confused. Yeah, here. I don't so understand were these the, like, the mechanics of or not,
0: because if it sounds like, and I gotta say, it it wasn't so polished that it seemed like these were like actors, not real people, to do a spin on the old Chevy commercials. In fact, the the, people in the cars cars almost don't
1: even say anything. Really what you mostly get are reaction shots where they're either surprised to recognize Ben Affleck or sort of like maybe in some cases not recognizing him or taking a selfie with him.
0: So even though I'm always very cynical of these things, I didn't see any reason not to believe that they didn't really just throw him in this in this takeout window and maybe do some vetting or let some people know ahead of time that something special is coming up and maybe not telling them what or something along those lines but you sort of set this up saying that like we're supposed to believe they're real people but they're not but his quote would sort of indicate that they were real people if they were saying shit that they couldn't use in the commercials
1: yeah no I my my point is I didn't know last week if they were if there were any real people in Mm -hmm. there and I guess they were yeah okay so you're
0: saying that this, this article doesn't give any more insight about like how the mechanics of it were no not open. really
1: maybe the wall street journal story does mm-hmm. um but i i just wish i knew what the mechanics are because yeah. like if there are people in there who are cursing him out and mad that they're being served by ben affleck like well did they sign because every one of these people at some point had to sign a, wa- a waiver yeah to, to let their at face least be afterwards shown on even camera. if they
0: were legitimately surprised in the moment yeah. yeah
1: i guess so but it sounds like from our our massachusetts listener that people knew it was happening it was a big deal it shut down the Dunkin' donuts mm-hmm. so like I don't understand where the intersection is of like people knowing that there's a photo or a a video shoot happening there, a film shoot basically, Mm. and people driving up to a Dunkin Donuts expecting to get their regular order and then being annoyed that there was some like delay or some other some other agenda happening
0: yeah it is interesting and i did just check jennifer i think it was jennifer's note from last week saying that it was shut down so yeah if it's real people why why is it shut down i'm very confused so instead of clarifying anything your brother zachary who i will identify as your brother zachary <laughs> has only confused the issue further well
1: he didn't write the cinema blend piece
0: he's gotten us involved he's gotten us involved <laughs> no, i just think I'm the teasing. mystery
1: the mystery deepens and i would like to know How does this work like do they do they shut it down except for then like they move the orange cone for a couple of hours and people just drive in all unawares.
0: I realized that I made a mistake earlier when I referred to this as a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. They are no longer called Dunkin' Donuts. They're called Dunkin'. But you know what? I'm proud to have made that mistake. And I will make that mistake going forward on purpose. Even the Cinema Blend. Questioning whether or not it's a mistake anymore.
1: The Cinema Blend uh, headline calls it Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Yeah. We're not buying the Dunkin' shit. You guys made a branding mistake. I know you want to separate yourself out from the sweet treats and focus on the coffee so you can compete with Starbucks. But I'll tell you what. You weren't... you weren't in second place to Starbucks because you had donuts in your title. No. Okay? Okay. Let's move on. I got a note from listener Bobby, also in the New England area and upstate New York, I think. Bobby, I can, you know I can't ever keep track where you are these days, but you're generally in that region. Anyway, Bobby wanted to comment not on the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, but the Tillamook cheese commercial.
1: The Black Jams
0: the Block Jam. So I'm actually going to play this commercial for you again. We said we really like the aesthetic of this commercial, which is a tough word for somebody with a lisp to say. Thank you for bearing with me there. Um, it's a, a commercial that is very stylized. Um, you see kind of a, almost a toy-looking television, but it's almost like a 1970s Fisher-Price-looking television. And, the, and we're seeing that, and in it we're seeing a commercial for something called Block Jams, which is a parody of those commercials we used to see in the 70s and 80s for compilation records, right. and you hear various songs as the titles scroll across the screen, right? Only all of these songs are parody songs about cheese. Take a listen. From the
1: makers of the greatest cheddar of all time comes the greatest cheddar hits of all time. Tillamook presents Block Gems. Tasty tunes starring cheddar as awesome as you, like...
0: I'm oh, snagging that cheddar like my standards Hi, don't want no snack, that's just all right. Cheddar, cheddar.
1: So Don't miss your chance to choose cheddar so good, it inspired a whole album. I can't Block Jams has not sold in stores, but Tillamook Cheddar is. Yeah, you make my dairy dreams come true.
0: I even I think I mentioned this on the show last week that I kind of rolled my eyes at the double dipping thing. I sort of feel like it was a joke on Seinfeld 25 years ago. <laughs> and now we're all like double dipping seems so tired to me. Bobby um, wrote in to say, I am um, listening to your Super Bowl commercial show and I perked up on the Tillamook cheese one because while I'm not on the TikTok that much, I do know One of these cheese songs was by a TikToker I see a lot called Good Boy Noah. I suspect they might have all been emerging artists or TikTokers or something like that. This guy mostly does dumb cooking videos slash raps with his cheetah puppet friend.
1: I love that dumb cooking videos slash raps Mm -hmm. is a category, first of all. I'm a little... Uh, I think a little conf- not conf- I guess my question is is this cheese song that he sings in the commercial that's not something he did on TikTok like the the cheddar people wrote that or, or had him write that right or is that or or did he bring that to the table independently
0: Interesting question so I don't know if Bobby was getting at this or not but this was definitely a guy who has established himself as a TikTok star good boy Noah and yes this and I, I, I tracked it down this um, well Bobby sent me the link to this particular video here's the longer version of him doing his cheese song and this was posted to TikTok about a month before the Super Bowl okay, okay. Um, now I'll mention this now I was going to mention it at the end but I'll just mention it now the thing is this is a Paid partnership. You see this on all the socials a lot. This was SpawnCon. So in other words, good boy Noah has a whole feed, and and as Bobby said in his email, he's often he's got this he's got this puppet that's a a cheetah that he sings to, who does like the deep voice rapping, and this guy sings the high parts, and they're almost always singing to each other, and they're often in the kitchen cooking something. Sometimes they're doing drawings,
1: cooking video slash raps. I got it. What's so confusing about that? And
0: they all sort of follow this sort of format. To the degree that I was, I was not familiar with this before today, but I was scrolling through, and they, they almost always begin with him saying, Hey, Cheetah. Ayo, hey, Cheetah.
1: What's up?
0: I'm trying to make a cheese dip for the game tonight, but I don't know how to do it right. Can you teach me? For the best cheese dip, you need the best cheddar. I use Tillamook because there ain't nothing better. Shred it up into a little cheddar mountain. Get some heavy cream and pour a couple ounces in the pocket. and it hot, put some flour in it. Cook it down and mix your shredded cheddar with a little pepper and it's ready to go. One taste and you'll be back for more. I can't stop the- Double dipping dipping with you. Oh, baby, I want this forever. Ain't no cheddar better than you. You got me double dipping with you. Till the bug double dipping with you.
1: Yeah, you make my dairy dream. That is such a great use of <laughs> sponsored content and that platform. Like, that's. I lo- like I think that's great. That's a, a wonderful way for. Uh, TikTokers to monetize.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how these TikTokers were chosen, if there's some sort of a contest, a call for entries or whatever, but I did track down the official press release for this commercial, and I'm going to quote from it directly here. Block Jams features three TikTok creators dropping bold and epic music tracks inspired by their favorite Tillamook cheese Products. Double dipping with you by Good Boy Noah is a track about the Tillamook Sharp Cheddar block being so irresistible that you can't help but double dip. Cheddar spelled C H D D R by Carson Elliott sings about how a sprinkle of Tillamook Farm Style Cheddar shreds make nachos out of this world delicious. And, and
1: they sort of looked like Daft Punk, right? They were like They had
0: like yeah. Now that you say that, in fact, you want to hear? Let's just. I, there are links to the original yeah, videos I hear them in here. All. Let me see. I have not. Oh, unfortunately, no, the links do not go to the...
1: The, the links in the press
0: release just go to a place where you can buy the product. Not bad where you press can release. Hear. Yeah, and then the third song, "Stack That Cheddar" by Grace Hayes, is a bop about how Tillamook farm-style sharp cheddar slices meet her high standards. Um, so anyway, yeah. So these were all these were all TikTok creators that think, were uh, clearly approached, write yeah. something about this, you Very know, smart. and then we we'll use them in. And now, a- answer me this, Genevieve. Having watched that uh, "Good Boy Noah" video, he. He has a very um, recognizable sort of uh, flop of kind of reddish hair, Okay. and he had a bit of a beard in that TikTok video. Is that him singing his own song at the end of the commercial? It did look here,
1: different to me. He's
0: got this guy has a the guy who's singing it is dressed like a '70s guy, and he's got a mustache and a kind of a leisure leisure suit, but. A mustache can really change the way somebody looks.
1: That's not him. No, I don't know. The actor in the Tillamook commercial is a white guy, and I'm pretty sure Good Boy Noah is a person of color.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Um, Okay. I did not pick up on that. Like if I I'm tell. somehow I'm, I'm wrong and that's, he's blind. just styled
1: really differently, like let me know. But they do not look like the same person to me.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're the same person either. Um, I just wanted to do- double check because they both have kind of floppy, kind of reddish hair. But maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm also super face blind, so you can't trust me for anything. But anyway, good uh, sleuth in there, Bobby. Um, I'm the way Bobby sent his email, by the way, or he he texted it to me, but um. Tillamook is a national brand. Okay. Question mark. Because knowing that Bobby's up in the Northeast, I was wondering, I had not heard of Tillamook until I was out here in Washington State. Yeah, but Washington you weren't some State. cheese But I'm not a cheese guy, but I've heard of other things. I was just wondering, like, did Bobby not see this during the Super Bowl, but only heard about it on our show, or was this a national ad? My guess is it was a national well, ad. Well, I'm
1: looking at Tillamook.com, and it says, we're passionate about connecting farmers and food lovers across the nation. Okay. So they are an Oregon company, but- They are Oregon, okay. I bet you they have National distribution. Yeah,
0: I have a feeling that that was probably a national ad. It had all the hallmarks of a national ad, and it had that press release to go along with it. So, yeah. um, okay, what did, else did we have? Okay, you had some more feedback here from the listeners, right?
1: So you remember the To Be Prank commercial, right? It, they start, oh, they yeah. open up on the the football commentators, but very quickly transition to a boop boop, and it seems like somebody sat on the remote, mm-hmm. and you said it that, looks
0: like the game goes away, and you see the interface of the two right. BTV streaming service, and people. And as somebody said on the podcast I listened to, in homes around the country, people were screaming, "Who
1: sat on the remote?" Right. And you said to you, it was obvious from jump that this was a, a prank. Yeah. Because I don't know how in it the just the didn't have the seconds. feel yeah. of a, of the return to the actual broadcast. Park agrees. Um, Park says, was I the only person alive who immediately knew that To Be Commercial was an ad? I felt like it was super obvious given that the commentators were wearing completely different outfits in the ad than they were for the game and were even sitting on opposite sides. Hmm. Um, I didn't
0: notice that they were on opposite sides. I wondered about the
1: clothing. Like if they had, I didn't go back and check to see what they were wearing during the game, but I wondered if maybe if like they had tried to go for a real... Uh, A real fool To really fool you They should have found out What they were going to wear I mean obviously You know Greg Olson And the other guy Were like in on the joke So like they could have Decided to wear What they were going to wear
0: yeah, because I th- I, I know I keep referencing this, but I think I mentioned on last week's episode that one of the reasons I wasn't fooled was because I'd seen this sort of trickeration before in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl commercials, and there was a, a Tide yeah. campaign that kind of kept dropping into the Super Bowl about four or five years ago, and it also did the same thing where you'd see the commentators. I think it was, well, it doesn't matter who it was at that time, um, but then like one of them gets a stain on their white shirt, right. and it becomes a Tide commercial, and I think that they did coordinate the, the outfits on that, And I feel like like the ties they were wearing were the same ties that made it more realistic. I didn't notice I didn't notice specifically Park what was off about it other than it just felt off about it. And and it just felt off about it, and I think you pointed out too. Didn't they say something like, "Well, the big game is going yeah. bigly"? To me, what was it was, it was the genericness
1: of the um, of the commentary, which was just like the big game is going bigly, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Brandon and and Brandon makes a, a good point here, which I'm sure was uh, helped, which helped to be along. Uh, Brandon says, "I was a little buzzed at that point in the game." Yeah,
0: true. Yeah,
1: uh, but I literally picked up the remote, held it in my open palm, and said it to my girl, said to my girlfriend, "Look at this! I'm not touching anything. I don't know what's." Yeah, <laughs>
0: and it went by pretty a little, quickly. Little boos probably
1: helped to be out in that uh, instance,
0: and just a general distraction. You know, at yeah. so the time of the game, where people their eyes and ears might drift away from the, the yes. from the action. I trouble. thought that the
1: sound design was good. Somebody else, I think someone named Amanda posted a Reddit post, which I'm not going to read verbatim here because I went on to Reddit to see if I could find the original, but. So I don't know if this was somebody like trolling Reddit or because I couldn't find the original or if this was a real thing that was posted to Reddit and then got taken down because it kind of blew up or whatever. But somebody posted to Reddit, at least for some amount of time, that her boyfriend basically got abusive with her, accusing her of having like messed with the remote at this critical juncture in the game. Mm, That's dark. And that she ended up leaving him because... He kind of revealed his true colors, like being an abusive asshole because of a 15 second, you know, perceived interruption Mm -hmm. to the to the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl. Um, And I maybe I should have done a trigger warning for that. But um, all that to say, I don't know if that is a true story and I would take it with a grain of salt. But I think it's sort of interesting that it made its way. Well, even if it's just Mm -hmm. a hoax. It kind of made its way like into the into the zeitgeist in that way. That you know, story that, did. That, that well, that you know, potential
0: that, urban legend or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, just that that commercial prompted uh, that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, kind yeah, of story. Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of confusing commercials, this one confusing accidentally, I think, for a lot of people, there was for the first time in a really long time a. Commercial featuring beers other than something from the Budweiser,
1: yeah, the oh, and family I, of products. And I listened back to last week's commercial, and my lack of understanding or knowledge about what giant beer conglomerates own which beers is
0: painful to listen. Pretty to. painful. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: apologize to anyone out there who knew even a. Sintilla more than mm-hmm. me about who owns what beers because I don't know anything. Yeah, but, and it's, it is
0: confusing though because I mean, you would, not, it is confusing. you would not think that Miller and Coors Light are made by the same company. I really they seem wouldn't. like huge competing brands. Like, you'd be like, I don't know, who are like the, the cheap major manufacturers? Well, you got your Budweiser, your yeah. Miller, your Coors Light. Yeah. And it turns out that, well, capitalism There's... has led to one company owning everything. Right. And, and it's
1: interesting with Coors and Miller, especially because you and I, I think, associate Miller with being sort of more like union and working Mm -hmm. class and we're I think we feel a little bit more a brand identification with Miller Lite. Yeah. Um, and Coors with like is like a kind a of Trumpy a, a Trumpy, a Trumpy beer. That, yeah. In fact, like that's one and of it's the, at the end of the day, like they're it's it's irrelevant. Like yeah. they are laughing at us that we right. think there's a difference.
0: Right, right, right. No, but I did because I remember hearing rumors that like whatever company owns Coors was a huge backer of Trump. Well, first of all, any of these companies is a huge backer of probably. Slightly leaning conservative, but literally they're every pouring candidate money into they're just every, pouring in, money yes. like beer in, in into the coffers yeah. of our politicians on both sides of the aisle. I um, always come
1: back to that Duff uh, beer yeah, right. image from The Simpsons where it's one giant pipe and it just splits into Duff, Duff Light, and like Duff. Dunkle brow, or whatever. Oh
0: man, you're forcing me. Remind me of this conversation later. <laughs> you saying that is making me add another commercial to my BT dub segment. It's a commercial, <laughs> um, I'll lead with that actually when we get to that segment. A, 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 a type of beer that I didn't even know existed, and it's the most 90s thing ever. Um, but anyway, so let's let's come back to this. So for a long time, and I don't know the details of this, but you'd only see Bud wiser related products serving uh, showing beer commercials during the super bowl whether it was bud light uh bud weiser with the clydesdales which were there clydesdales this year and we we're no. we just i don't think there were i right. didn't see it Not, um
1: I, neither hair nor hide
0: for some reason this year and i don't know why we should have looked it up should have looked it up all three of these weeks the name we of this
1: show should be called should have looked it up you
0: and i are both very bleary-eyed today too doing <laughs> the show kind of late but um for some reason, that contract was somewhat ended this year. And so Miller, Coors Light, and big reveal, Blue Moon partnered up with DraftKings, the right. sports book betting site, right? To. Um, uh, place a commercial during the Super Bowl that that was supposed to feature both Coors Light and Miller, and then there were a bunch of side bets you could make about it, and that's where the DraftKings thing fit in. Right. Um, and the commercial, basically, I don't have it here, and it's probably fine because it was mostly. We didn't even coffin, play it last yeah,
1: week. it was just a, it's just a bar fight
0: of somebody defending yeah. Coors Light, somebody defending Miller, and then at the end of the day, somebody slams a Blue Moon down on the bar. Right. It right. turns out the whole thing was a Blue Moon commercial, but it's all for the same
1: company. Right. And that company is uh, Molson Coors. Um, this is an article from the Daily Meal. Um, and if I didn't give credit, this uh, Cecilia uh, shared this article. Thank you, Cecilia. Um, this article is why the 2023 Super Bowl Blue Moon commercial was so confusing. Uh, the author is Kalia Martin. Uh, if you were confused by the Blue Moon Super Bowl commercial, you're not the only one. Um Soon after the commercial aired, viewers took to Twitter to share their thoughts, saying things like, what a terrible spot, Marketing 101, don't give your competition airtime. So, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, they, we fell for it, basically. Like, you know, 2 v one to have the biggest prank, I actually think this was the biggest prank. Um, The text at the end of the commercial does read, it's a Blue Moon commercial, but actually it's a Molson, Coors, and DraftKings commercial. Molson Coors is the company that owns uh, Coors beers and it distributes, which I don't know what that means exactly, but I guess it's a kind of ownership. It distributes Miller and Blue Moon. So given that this is Molson Coors' first commercial, to your point, Andrew, since the 1980s um, in the Super Bowl, it makes perfect sense that the company would take full advantage of it's allotted 30 seconds. Um, the The commercial will fly over the heads of those who don't know the three beers belong to the same company. Right over here, that's me. Uh, But for Molson Coors, it's a total win. And then I like this quote from Molson Coors CMO, Michelle St. Jacques. That's a name. This 30-second spot is a marketer's dream. The spot is a celebration for what our premium light brands stand for. And sneaking in Blue Moon in the last few seconds is just the cherry on top.
0: Oh, you know what they messed up there? That she (laughs) said is the orange slice on top. Is the orange
1: slice on top? Come on. You're a marketing... Michelle St. Jacques, come on. I'm taking your job. I I am taking away your uh, your press release quote uh, authority.
0: One of my favorite commercials um, during the Super Bowl, and kind of surprisingly... Because, number one, I didn't even know the main actor in it until you told me who he was the week before. And number two, because I don't like the product. I don't eat Doritos. Uh, And number three, because we talked about a teaser ad for it, and often... When something is teased before the Super Bowl, it ends up being a disappointment to me when yeah, I see the real thing. But they got you, baby. But they got me. It was the Doritos ad, the triangles
1: um, with Jack Harlow. Exactly,
0: featuring the the rap superstar Jack Harlow. Is he a superstar? He's got to be a superstar, right? I, I mean, just thought I didn't.
1: He's hanging out with Missy. He's I mean, he's got yeah. a bunch of number one songs. You I know what?
0: Know. I'm calling it Jack Harlow. Sure, superstar. Jack Harlow, you are a rap superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, it turns out that um, the commercial is based on the fact that Jack Harlow just wants to take his career in a different direction. He's not getting the creative satisfaction that he wants from his current trajectory, so he starts playing the triangle. He starts (laughs) teaching classes on how to play the triangle. It's
1: huge. He's got triangle cologne. He's
0: got triangle cologne. It's all inspired by... Uh, a, a colleague of his, I guess, in the studio with him, who's eating a bag of Doritos. And at one point, she's casually holding up a Dorito she's about to eat. It's in the shape of a triangle. And that's when Jack Harlow, we realize in hindsight, gets the inspiration to become a a, a triangle superstar.
1: Can I just quickly interject here and say mm-hmm. I gave blood last week and um, that this Doritos ad. So you get a snack. Obviously, oh, yeah. if you give blood, which is basically why I give blood, huh. um and they usually I'll pre- buy you a snack. I know, but it's like I really don't eat a lot of junk food mm. normally during the week. But I feel like if I give blood, I got to. I you know they had raisins and goldfish crackers and Doritos and Lay's potato chips, and those are my choices. And obviously, I should have chosen the raisins, but I didn't. Um, but of the chips. I swear this commercial made me think made me have want Doritos. Really?
0: And you took the Doritos? And I took the Doritos. Or were they just regular, like original flavor, do you know? Yeah, just regular. Mm-hmm.
1: Just nacho cheese, whatever. Um so anyway Let me
0: ask you another quick question on this. What flavor were the goldfish or were they
1: original? Original. They were I think so. I mean, Good. I, I didn't like I feel like society I, I kinda has of just, skipped over them pretty quick. I love a goldfish. I am not I'm, mad, but, I'm not mad at one but I just those Doritos were calling my name.
0: As somebody who doesn't eat cheese or cheese flavored products for the most part like I'm really bummed the society seems to reject Oh maybe they were rejected. cheddar. Yeah, I will bet you they're cheddar they because we, nobody were. cares about it. plain goldfish are the for, way to go. I
1: honestly Think I forgot that cheddar wasn't pl- wasn't original flavor. See,
0: that's what I mean. Yeah, you're the, right. world the world has what forgotten what a true goldfish snack is, which is plain flavored. I, and the plain flavored has some sort of a flavor to it that I cannot describe. It's it's sui generis.
1: <laughs> You've been working that phrase into a conversation a lot lately. I've noticed. Have I? Yeah. Did you like? I mean. I know that you know what sui generis means, but did you like get a refresher on it or did it like no, I don't come into your so. un- into your horizon recently? No,
0: I do think of you when I hear that word because I think that you're the one who explained to me what it meant. As, <laughs> as with many words, I believe I probably heard you say it for the first time and I said, what does that mean? And you told me it is a fun word to say. Yeah. It's like, it's a more fun, it's a it's a funner word than unique maybe. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: like it. Um, Okay, so... So
0: anyway, I mentioned that there's somebody in the studio and she holds up a chip yes. and it's in the
1: shape of a triangle. That gives them the idea. David tells us that the actress holding that Dorito uh, that inspires Jack Harlow is an actress named Jessie Laray. And we know her actually because we talked about that Medusa ad for Amazon Prime where like... She she's dressed as she's you know styled as Medusa, and she keeps turning everybody to stone until she uses Amazon Prime to get some sunglasses, and then she and her crew can hang out unimpeded unless, uh, like a pretty pumped up bartender, I don't know, like has makes the, eyes at makes her. eyes at them. It wasn't like he pinched her ass or something. No, that's he's right.
0: He was making eyes at a couple of single ladies at a table together. Yeah, he's like
1: he's sort of like presumably single. He's out there, you know.
0: He just—he just like kind of raises his eyebrows, just, and then Medusa turns him to stone. Just
1: trying to, Dude's Just tr- trying to get you know get busy.
0: Medusa lived with a hideous curse. I mean, the
1: whole turning people to
0: stone thing was a bit of a buzzkill, right? So she ordered sunglasses with Prime, one-day delivery. Hey, on. Clever girl. People realise she's actually hilarious once you get to know her. Ugh, as if. But he was asking for right? The bartender winked at the table full of ladies.
1: Shouldn't, shouldn't get turned to stone for winking, but it's not the actress's fault. I don't, no. think, I don't love the writing for that ad, but yeah. So here she is again. In a small but pivotal role in a Super Bowl ad.
0: You know, David pointed out that it's um, somebody named Jesse LeRae, who I had not heard of, but big surprise there. I haven't heard of anybody. But then when well, I looked up the commercial. I don't think
1: Jesse LeRae is a household name. Well, that's
0: what's interesting is when I looked up the commercial, I found it on YouTube, and it's just like posted by some YouTube user, not like by the brand itself. And it says Amazon Medusa full commercial with Jesse LeRae. Like the fact that the person is identifying them in the description, and I'm saying this as somebody, uh, not to. To brag about my bona fides, but as somebody who's been uploading a lot of commercials to YouTube myself these days, like I would only include somebody's name if it was notable, if it was like, oh, somebody's looking for this person. So I went online. I don't know if you did this too. Started poking around, like, what do we know Jesse LeRae from? And it seems like, I mean, first of all, her, I think her uh, Google identifies her as a director. Um, but as you dig a little bit deeper, it sounds like she's in a lot of music videos. Maybe she has directed some music videos as well. But I'm guessing, and I could be wrong here. I- I'm wondering why Dave why this stood out to David and I'm thinking that it might be again a social media thing and this is maybe the age gap. I get the impression that yeah. she's big on social media.
1: Okay, that's fine. Like there are there's like an order of magnitude now of more of more of people who are famous in a sense that you and I can't really relate to, mm-hmm. right? Like they are there's just so many people who are famous from TikTok and YouTube and Social media brought, you know, writ large.
0: Your good boy is Noah.
1: Your good boy is Noah, precisely, right? And so I'm not saying that that kind of fame isn't real or is less important than the kind of famous people that I've heard of because I'm an old media person. But I am saying that it is a large pool. I th- I think I'm correct. In my instinct is that it's a bigger pool because that's the whole point of it, right? Yeah. It's like fame has been democratized so that's yeah, I wasn't arguing by, against
0: it. I was just saying that, like, I, was I like, just don't want why to... is this person a name? Why are people yeah. identifying this person? I'm like, oh, because they are they are famous on a level of media that you and I don't. Yeah. Now, do you think if much? you're
1: someone who uses a lot of social media and is like keeps up with who's a TikTok celebrity, who's a YouTube celebrity, whatever? Do you just know like a thousand famous people's names? I mean,
0: I think that you you don't have the brain space being taken up by older people's n- names like it's somebody like George
1: Clooney just like falls right out. Maybe not
0: George Clooney, but maybe Milton Berle. <laughs> like I mean, I don't <laughs> not know. Not
1: Milton Berle. <laughs> like I'm
0: just saying, like that's a very antiquated name to us, but it wouldn't even exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't even
0: exist to somebody. That would maybe. be an amazing you know?
1: like. Um like experiment to do right like a psychology experiment or, or maybe not psychology like anthropology mm-hmm. anthropological experiment to do would be to like somehow index the most famous people from every decade starting with mm-hmm. like let's say 1940 or something right mm-hmm. like go way back and have you just you just go down the list and the, the all all there is to the to the test is you check off like i've heard of this person
0: mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah that'd be good yeah you know
1: and Then you put you and then you say what your age is, and I would love to see the data of that graph, right? Like, like where where does like what are the where what does the graph show of like what where do you know what decade do you know the most people from? Basically,
0: Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. I think this was just a I took it as a joke and an exaggeration online, but I'm now trying to do the math here about whether or not it could possibly be true. Okay. And I should mention that I have not watched much of The Last of Us. I know it's the hottest thing on TV or yeah, non-TV right great. now. I've watched about an episode and a quarter or something. Seems pretty good. Um, the young woman who's like one of the, who's like the main character, right? right? Is that Nico Parker or is that I'm looking at a list of the female actors? No, in, Nico Parker. Is it Anna Torv?
1: It's um. Boy, that doesn't look... No, that's not her. Um, It's uh.
0: She's kind of a... She, does she have sort of... She's a reddish area with points, right? <laughs> Do you remember the name of the character that that made her? Yeah, character- it's Ellie. Uh, okay, so here's what I'm getting at here. Last of Us. Do you know how old she
1: is? I don't. I mean, she's 14 in the show. She's
0: 14 in the show. Okay, then she's very young. I know she played a... Uh, a kid in uh, in the show, um, let's see here. It's Ashley Johnson is okay. the name of the actor. And I was trying to here's what I'm getting at, and this is the worst podcasting I've ever done. And my god,
1: you're sure you're you're sure that Ashley Johnson is the actor and not the person who portrays her in the video games because that's
0: oh no, I think I'm wrong. because I, I keep
1: seeing a lot. like everything I pull up about uh, Ellie is like, this is what she looks like in the game.
0: Oh, uh, okay. here's what I'll do we're not gonna get to the bottom of this, and I shouldn't have brought it up.
1: Bella Ramsey.
0: Okay, I don't think I can, I, I shouldn't do this. I should have, Bella Ramsey is 19 years old. Okay, in real life. Okay, then this was definitely a joke because somebody posted a photo and I, I'm i not even 100% sure this is definitely what I saw, but it was uh, Pedro Pascal. That's the name of the lead actor, Joel, right? yep. Okay, and I believe this young woman who plays... The the woman that he's transporting, what's her name? Ramsey? Whatever her name Ramsey is.
1: Bella Ramsey. Oh you know what? She was in she was in um she was in Game of Thrones along with Pedro Pascal. Oh
0: interesting.
1: She remember Liana uh Mormont, the um like the young when when the when the oh, North when the yeah, North gets their shit badass. together. She's a, oh. she's like the the young lady of of the house of mormon she became
0: basically. a real fan favorite yes. during the like in of ending as the show kind of got less and less yeah but as, good, as you have fewer people, fewer people to movie. root for yeah. um yeah. but anyway somebody posted a photo of those two embracing on the red carpet i believe it was those two and somebody said um this is the age of leonardo dicaprio's no no i'm sorry who's the guy no um brett Brad... Andrew, what are you doing? Matt Damon, he's the one who always dates the young women, right? No,
1: that's Leonardo DiCaprio. It is Leo. Matt okay, Damon's sorry. married to some normal. I mean, that's great. Relatively okay, sorry. I get those lady. guys
0: confused. I don't really? know why. I yes. mean, I know
1: they were in the Departed. Yes, like... I get, and I
0: get all three of the the Departed guys of that generation confused, uh, including in Walberg. Yes, I get them all confused. I don't well, know you're why. Welcome, Walberg. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, but yeah, Leo and Matt Damon, I definitely oh, get that's confused. That's so funny to me. I know like, it doesn't make any. They're sense. so
1: different as like their personas their public personas are so different their acting styles are different I think yeah they're both handsome white guys but like they're so different but I just so can't different and it's
0: something about that movie and like I remember not liking that movie as much as other people because I was so confused as to who I was seeing you just really bunch.
1: couldn't tell who was working for the mob and who was I, working honestly, for the police honestly
0: because they were playing double agents on right. both sides and then I have this face blindness with those guys I found well, life over, is just,
1: life really is just a brownish area with it points really is. As,
0: and as way. I literally am losing my eyesight quite severely, like it is really it is really getting bad. But anyway, I think somebody was making a joke and exaggerating that the age of Pedro Pascal and the actor who plays the young woman that he's protecting in the show is the same age as Leo and his current girlfriend. That's what that all was leading up to. Yes. But no, there is a slight age difference there because I believe Leo's current girlfriend is twenty five or he something. He mostly right?
1: likes to date people
0: under 25 under 25 okay anyway that was I mean there's no way to cut that out of the show I think right
1: I think maybe I think we gotta let it just skip the show okay you just just have to skip the whole show just skip
0: this. I'll tell you what if you got this far into the show and you're disappointed go back to the beginning and don't listen how about that is everybody happy now (laughs) (laughs) All right, now it's my section. Great. It's my segment of the show. Everybody excited about that? (laughs) That I get to talk some more? Holy macaroons, what a disaster. Uh, Anyway, let's move on. Earlier uh, today, um, like moments ago, you mentioned all the different kinds of beer. (laughs) 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 We are so slappy. I gotta get out of here. I can't even hear the words coming out of my mouth anymore. Um, It's been a long day. But anyway, you mentioned the... Simpsons joke about Duff. The
1: Duff factory. Duff
0: light and Duff dry and then we see an inside shot of the factory and they're all coming out of one tube that then splits into three. Right. Right. It's all the same shit. Well do you remember in the 90s that Red beer was because mm-hmm. I read, I remember in college drinking something called Red Dog yeah, beer, sure. which was the cheapest. Red Dog,
1: Grr. it was <laughs> the cheapest beer. That's why we all drank so much of it. It was
0: the cheapest beer that you could get in bottles. Right, exactly. Specifically, you get cheaper stuff in cans, but that. Was, and then I feel like there were several other like some such and such red. Like I don't yeah. dry beer has gone away, and for the most part, well, there's Killian's Red. Now that I actually liked, that was actually my first. I would say that that was my first regular beer. I remember yeah. going to a bar. It wasn't Ray's. It was another one that I became kind of a regular at. And I remember drinking that and eating popcorn that they served for free. And that was some really happy times for me. Me, a book, Killian's Red, popcorn, and nobody talking to me. It was really how I enjoyed my early days of going to the bar as a young college student. Anyway, um, I stumbled on this commercial for something called Miller Genuine Red, from 1995 on one of these uh, VHS tapes that I've converted. And I've uploaded this one to uh, to YouTube. You can check it out at after these messages podcast on YouTube. Um, and first of all, I didn't know that there was a Miller Genuine Red. But this commercial is ridiculous. It is the most sultry commercial you can imagine. I guess it is... The beer talk, I think this is the beer maybe talking to you in first person. Okay. And it refers to itself as a full-bodied red. There are some um, comparisons, I believe, to be drawn to women in the description of the beer. And and for some reason we are seeing close images not just of the beer while you hear this voiceover but also like somebody sort of dealing cards and flipping them over and then at the end they flip over one card and it's like kind of a it's like a kind of a sexy redheaded pinup but in kind of 1940s style right. or something.
1: Okay, just get into town. Seemed like it took that big dusty truck forever to get here. Now what's a full-bodied redhead to do for fun? Introducing Miller Genuine Red,
0: great body, cold filter for seductively smooth taste.
1: Can I deal you in?
0: Because there's red and there's genuine. And then you red. flip it over red. and there's it's like the Queen of Hearts or something with a with but, like a but pin-up, the pinup model style. Yeah. Yes, um, I just love the fact that like first of all this beer is like. Horny on Main yeah, Street, and seriously. Co- took forever for your truck to get up that dusty road.
1: Good night. <laughs> is that That's co- my grandmother then, would have
0: said? And then it's got Interstate Love Song by the Stone Temple Pilots oh, kicking in there. Is that commercial not like so of its time? And it really so is. ridiculous. It's so
1: ridiculous, and it didn't know it was ridiculous. That's yeah. what makes it so ridiculous.
0: I love that. Um, let's see here. I actually, you know, what? I'm totally. I'm, I'm going back to a different list here. I'm totally reproducing this segment (laughs) i'm choosing different commercials because maybe it was even in the same commercial break that i saw that i saw this commercial for a restaurant that i don't remember at all called the keg okay now i should mention this is a a lot of these commercials are coming off of the last vhs tape that i converted which was again a, a mariner's Cleveland baseball game. This was a play. This was the game two of the nineteen ninety five American League Championship Series. Okay, um and I think these two were in the same commercial break. You have Miller Genuine Red, the most nineties sexy beer commercial I can imagine, and then this for a apparently like a chain. I'm guessing steakhouse called the Keg. Now yeah. it's not quite as sexy, but does also have. I a, do feel
1: like the Keg. Could be a good entry in the gay bar or steakhouse game.
0: Oh, potentially. You know? Yeah.
1: The keg. If you told me there was a bar called, or a gay bar called The Keg, I wouldn't be like, you know, astounded.
0: It's, it's funny you say that, though, because I think of like keggers and like almost like kind of like the ultra masculine kind hey, of.
1: There's nothing not masculine about a gay bar.
0: No, well, <laughs> no, I know that, but I mean, we're talking 1995 yeah. and the way you're it's like. That's just what thinking. made me
1: think of yeah. it. I don't know. At The
0: Keg, we welcome you to be our guest for a night of fun, steaks on the grill, and lots of juicy details. Juicy details? That's why people keep coming back to The Keg.
1: Great steaks, good friends. See you tonight
0: and we just see a bunch of images of people enjoying their steaks i mean close porno shots of steaks being smothered <laughs> by mushrooms i'm so hungry right now um are you looking up the keg what do we know about the keg
1: i was actually looking up a song that that is like copycat song of yeah um it's, i don't which, yeah go ahead well i don't remember the name of the song i know it was a part of the get shorty soundtrack but yes. it's a well known song
0: is it uh something loops
1: uh Try Us Three, just U.S. number three.
0: Us Three, yes. I think that is... Is that actually the song or is it a sound-alike?
1: Well, I think... Because
0: that's... You're right. A cantaloupe. cantaloupe you were right. That there was loop. Was a, now, do we... Okay, let's... I oh. do not
1: think that the keg song is cantaloupe. I think it's a sound-alike. A
0: sound-alike. Let's listen to a little it's bit like of cantaloupe. The, yeah,
1: listen. It's very similar.
0: And oh, yes, of As you know,
1: we have something special down here at Birdland this
0: evening. A recording for blue note records yes this was not the on point theme song Yeah. No. was did some other show use? It?
1: i just associate it with get shorty
0: okay yeah either way that was all over the place now here's the keg commercial again you're right i don't think it's the same one is it At
1: oh the keg. We no it's different it's guest. close it is different. Night fun steaks on the grill and lots of juicy details
0: yeah, you're right. The horns and stuff it's, do different things. Different, but they're clearly the going fills are different. for it. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. Great ear. Um, we'll have to clean that a little bit up and edit. <laughs> so much of the show is me trying to remember things that I'm wrong about. Um, I'm
1: glad we nailed that down, though, because that was driving me crazy. Okay. Cantaloop. Cantaloupe
0: cantaloupe I knew
1: a loop was in there okay
0: um, a couple of more th- things couple of more things here couple that we, of more we things. gotta get out of here I don't <laughs> even know what my words mean anymore <laughs> I wanted to play this for you because I teased it at the very top of the show this is a Gillette commercial from the same baseball game 1995 Gillette Sensor XL I just want I, I want to play the same tape for you these are the first words of the commercial and especially without the visuals what the hell does the second sentence here mean okay there are no prizes for making someone smile. No tributes for unlocking life's little mysteries. No, tri- there aren't, Genevieve, as my dad once told me, there are no tributes for unlocking life's little mysteries. Yeah. What does that mean? There are no
1: tributes for unlocking life's little mysteries.
0: There are no tributes. I'm going to keep yeah. keep saying it until we have some sort of an Try epiphany. Try emphasizing
1: a different word this time. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Let's, there are no tributes. Let's do this Aaron Rodgers style. Let's go into four days and four nights of total sensory deprivation okay. and total darkness. I like it. And just keep saying that there sentence no over and over again
1: until it unlocking finally makes sense. Life's little mysteries. <laughs> There are no prizes for making someone smile, no tributes for unlocking
0: life's little mysteries. But to the men who give their best every day, we give our best. Gillette Sensor XL, spring-mounted twin blades that
1: adjust to your
0: face, and soft, flexible microfins. I just want to point out, like, at one, you see a montage of men doing things, and like, one of them is like. Uh, you know
1: Stringing up barbed wire You see a
0: teacher In a classroom And I do think That that is like Maybe like Unlocking life's little mysteries We see a teacher Teaching an eager young student Like it looks like Kind of after hours Why One on one Why do you want to be one. a teacher?
1: And well the- <laughs> I want to unlock life's little mystery and
0: we see a dad I'm assuming a dad not somebody who's abducted this little child <laughs> <laughs> on, on,
1: oh that's <laughs> what they mean by unlocking life's little mystery on a beach
0: somewhere and like the kid is playing with a conch shell and maybe the dad is explaining. so maybe that's what it means like you're just going about doing what men do which right. is your teachers unlocking life's little mysteries. your parents and you're helping you're like, kids unlock l- little mysteries listen
1: to a sea- the ocean in the seashell but
0: then it shoots to like a yeah like a sunset over a bluff and we you see a cowboy, just a silhouette of a cowboy, putting a barbed wire. It's just like this commercial is so – it's, again, talking about, like, what it meant to be a man in the 90s. No cantaloupe going on there. Um, and, But
1: very, like, soft piano, actually. It's kind yeah. Of, they kind point. of – an interesting choice with the music it's very uh, soft focus
0: yeah you're right and sort of like and i think they think that they're being poetic yeah i mean that's kind of the thing um this next commercial which isn't really this isn't we don't have to talk about this commercial we just have to talk about a comment that somebody left on this commercial (laughs) this was uploaded by me to youtube again from now this wasn't game two this is an older commercial that would have been a
1: good name for this segment from me to youtube (laughs) is it too late I mean, that's pretty.
0: It's good. our show <laughs> with love from with me love to from you me to YouTube. Too. Too. Anyway, I posted this a couple of months ago. This is actually from Game One of that same series, but quite literally, I've posted this under the headline "Chevy Like a Rock Commercial 1995." We don't have to describe what we're seeing. We all know these commercials oh boy, from the we. 90s. You have the bo- uh, not Bob Seeger, the other Seeger. The lesser Seeger, Pete Seeger. Right? Oh no, no, Bob Seeger is the lesser Seeger. Oh, okay. yeah. We like Pete Seeger. Anyway, uh, I, was, I
1: I wasn't sure which was the lesser, but I only knew the other name. I
0: think Pete. Now was Pete Seeger the guy who said this guitar kills fascists? No, that
1: was Guthrie.
0: That was Arlo, or no, that wasn't Arlo Guthrie. It was Woody Guthrie. That was
1: Woody Guthrie. We got to get out of this podcast. Yeah. This is so
0: bad. We gotta anyway, abort. All I want to say is
1: this: t- this podcast would be illegal in Texas <laughs> because we have to abort. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this Chevy, like a rock commercial, 1995. That's what I've headlined this thing. In the description, uh, which, by the way, has 998 views, better than I would have thought. I wrote, this aired October 10th, 1995, on Como TV during game one of the ALCS between the Seattle Mariners and the Cleveland Indians, which is what they were called at the time. It's from a VHS tape found at a North Seattle garage sale in August 2022. What I'm doing... Oh, wow, this is interesting. The YouTube scanners identified the song and lists the music as like a rock by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Wow, that's I like that interesting. like
1: an artist, his name is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. The writer is listed as Robert Seger. Oh, yeah, that's that his is writer interesting.
0: Name. huh But anyway, yeah, YouTube just added that by itself. But all of that description I put up there is I do that for a couple of reasons. Because I'm not being cheeky with these commercials. I want this to be a true archiving process so sure. i want like all the information yeah. out there and it's also good for if people are looking for these commercials they're good for search terms right so that's why i put all of that like como tv seattle is in there alcs baseball 1995 october 10th like i could not be more specific about it i get a comment on this two days ago from someone who goes by the name 1010 <laughs> mendoza is that I'm a- sorry
1: i'm reading ahead and i'm yeah, laughing
0: and wrote Nothing and this person commented, nothing works like a Chevy truck. By the way, this was from 1998 <laughs> <laughs> to which I, I don't replied, think so, my dude, to which I replied, and I accidentally replied as my Andrew Walsh handle on uh, YouTube, not my after these messages, and I just wrote literally aired during the 1995 ALCS game one. I pulled it off the VHS tape myself. I did not hear back from 1010 Mendoza. 1010
1: Mendoza has been <laughs> shut down.
0: Portals. <laughs> I have no idea why this person decided to write that, who they are they They don't, like when you go to their profile, they don't post a lot of things about Yeah, trucks. like why like, would they
1: think they knew this random piece of these... information that they then did not know?
0: YouTube is such a weird place. Like I was used to <laughs> yeah,
1: like, you're telling I me. was used to
0: like Twitter or whatever. You know who your followers are, you'll get kind of like the type of comments that you expect from certain yeah. people, even if you've never met them. You get a few hop on. But YouTube is like you going a... to the
1: bus station. But like, <laughs>
0: YouTube is just like some of these folks like And maybe this is an ATM listener I don't think so If so speak up and you know no no, no offense But like I just get these hop-ons That are almost like bots But they don't appear to be bots Because they have pretty you know Well established YouTube pages of their own But like
1: And what does a bot want to misidentify The year of a Chevy Right <laughs> exactly And just buy
0: And I just started, so, It just drove me crazy I have no idea who 1010 is um, But like you just This has such mansplaining energy to me yeah. like i have all of the details of fine in this description of exactly what game it aired in what you, where i found the vhs tape i have everything yeah. by the way this is from 1998 go 1998 yourself
1: yeah well maybe this person is perhaps the most brilliant troll ever to live because they found a way to troll you without doing or (laughs) saying anything offensive, but they live rent-free in your head because they said... 1998 instead of 1995. That is so
0: funny. Now, I hope (laughs) that this is
1: a fucking evil genius. Now,
0: all the after these messages listeners are just going to go on to like a Downey commercial. You know what? Oh, I love this. This is for Applebee's. Do
1: it. Do it. But like, be more subtle than that. Misidentify actors, make Andrew go crazy looking it up. Like, maybe this is the same person who said that Isabella Rossellini was the voiceover in that coffee commercial.
0: Let the music play.
1: (laughs) You could really sell anything.
0: I had to drown you out with that music. All right, everybody, we need to wrap it up there. What a Michigas. Next week, we are gonna be fresh. Yeah. We're gonna put the Super Bowl behind us. Absolutely. We're gonna do some new fun themes. you guys have any ideas for that, email us. You can email us at after these messages. I got a mattress commercial
1: that's burning a hole in my pocket that, that true? I talk about.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's exciting. An old one, a new one. New one. I got a whole bunch of BT dubs too that I want to talk about, these retro commercials. But again, after these messages show at gmail.com is the email address
1: um Call us at 607-444-5597. If you want to sing a jingle, leave a yeah. voicemail, uh, anything you can you can leave on a voicemail. That's where you should leave it at 607-444-5597. I
0: can't believe we don't charge for this. You can also check out <laughs> the videos I've been posting and leave your trolley comments. Uh, just, again, look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. Uh, and you can join our Facebook group where there's always a lot of fun conversation. Just look for After These Messages podcast there and ask to join the fun. We'll let you in. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you in a week if you'll let us.